Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us, and we're the hosts of The Mom Hour. On this show, we're joined by a team of unique mom voices from across the country and in different stages of motherhood to bring you tips, ideas, and encouragement, and to help you feel a little less alone. We all know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share honest truths and remind each other that it's all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to The Mom Hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. I am so excited to be talking about jewelry today, which it almost feels like the fluffiest of fluffy topics because, I mean, if we talked about underwear, you could make you could make an argument that it's a necessary, you know, foundational garment. Uh-huh. If we talked about clothing, you you would say, well, you have to cover yourself with something. Yeah. But jewelry truly does not need to be worn. It's <laughs> it is ornamental. Truly, it is ornamental. Yeah. It's gilding the lily. So um, that said, I love it. And I know it's something that I feel like I could use a refresh in in my own life. Um, and so I'm just really excited to to jump into this. I'm curious how you feel right now, Sarah, about the trendiness of your current um, your current like jewelry collection setup, whatever the stuff you have or the stuff you wear. Do you feel like it's on trend? Do you feel like it needs a, a reboot? What mm-hmm. do you think? I think it's I think it's fairly on trend, and I think I have developed more of my own personal style that's slightly independent of what's on trend more in the last more being in my forties than in my thirties. So I feel pretty good about it. When I look at my jewelry and when I decide something to put on, I'm not like, Oh, this is all so 2017 or like, I, (laughs) I feel pretty good about it either because it's fairly up to date or because I don't care if it is. Well, okay. So then that leads me to the second question, I guess, which would be like, when you think about, because when I think about middle-aged women, which we're not quite there yet, but we're like in the midlife arena, right? We're getting there. Um, When I think about that kind of jewelry look, it tends to be, you know, like quirky stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Artsy Uh things. And I feel like this is the age where (laughs) craft fair jewelry 
or sometimes very classic look. I mean, I really do think that this is when women kind of start to come into their own about what they want to adorn themselves yeah. with, whether it's going to be a very classic, like some women wear pearls, some women wear huge beaded things, you know, and I feel like this is the age where we start to kind of pick a lane and then really drill down because maybe we're not thinking quite as much about keeping up with fashion on our bodies, or maybe we've just also settled into a style that's a little more restrained on our bodies. Yeah. So um, I just think that's an interesting way of looking at it. I know for myself, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out what that version of me is going to be. And I, I feel like it's a little all over the place. Well, I'll, I'll just add a couple other like generalizations that I think happen in midlife. One is that many of us do not have small children pulling on us. Yes. Um, I had forgotten how little jewelry I wore when someone might be able to reach out and grab a hoop earring or get yeah. caught on like leaning over the car seat or something, a necklace. So that's a big one that happens. Like when no more small children are interfering with your personal space at such an egregious level, you have more choices of how you adorn yourself. Yeah. And then I do think that people get to, maybe they have a milestone wedding anniversary or a milestone birthday. I do feel like special pieces of jewelry or perhaps heirloom from generations that are passing on. There's a lot of things that can happen in midlife that might land you with some pieces that either have sentimental or maybe a higher price point. And you start yes, to like, agreed. I, I know people who really like there's a designer or a line of jewelry that they just really love. And th that becomes the thing that they ask for, for anniversaries. And that's not really my style, but I, I think a lot of that is not happening in your twenties and thirties as much as it is in your forties and beyond. So there's a lot. Yeah. A, turns out this is a very deep topic. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. 
All of our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. All right, Sarah. Well, this is going to be a fun conversation, but let's just start off by talking about currently in this version of our lives, not necessarily the version um, where we had babies grabbing at our ears and things like that. What kind of jewelry, and I mean like the category of jewelry, do we always or almost always wear and why? And um, I have two earrings almost every single day and a right hand ring that I got from um, Ana Luisa, who was a sponsor of ours on and off for years. It's it's like a really delicate little gold band with a blue stone. um, It's not a sapphire, but kind of looks like, you know, like Mm -hmm. approximating one. It's got kind of a cool cut. It's square. I just love that ring. I've worn it literally I mean, if I don't have it on my hand, I feel really weird. If it's one of those now. Yeah. It's like a, it's like my wedding ring replacement. And I actually yeah. think I got it like early in my divorce process mm-hmm. and just sort of started wearing it to have something to play with. And I got really used to it. Um, and I, the reason I wear earrings almost every day is I feel like they're the quickest way to take me from like just rolled out of bed to now I look pulled together. And because they're right next to your face, they make a really big difference fast. Sometimes yeah. I'll even change my earrings multiple times in the same day. If I'm like, I might run out the door in the morning with like a little pair of studs in and then come back and switch them out before I go, you know, start the rest of my day. So to me, those are just like pretty universal. And they, it's probably where I buy the most new jewelry as would be earrings. And then I just have that ring that's just kind of a staple. How about yeah. you? Um, Kind of similar. I also wear earrings pretty much every day. Don't sleep in them and I don't shower in them, but I wear them all other times. If I forgot to put in earrings, it would be a, it would be like a sign of a rough day. I guess Your children would be like, mother, yeah. is everything all yes, right? And yeah. uh, the one reason is I really don't like the look of my ears without earrings in my piercings are, are like kind of stretched out in a way that I don't love. And yeah, I just feel like it looks better with some kind of earring. in. so always earrings. And then my wedding ring is a, uh, you know, like a engagement ring plus wedding band. So like stacking, um, just my wedding ring that I've had for 18 years. Um, and then I wear an Apple watch when I leave the house almost always, but I take it off when I come in the house. So I would say always because I wear it every day, but I don't always have it on my wrist. I'm, I'm actually taking my watch on and off many times throughout the day. Well, now it's interesting that you included jewelry or a, a watch because I was thinking of that more as a functional piece of tech, no. but it is, it is jewelry. And I have a Garmin watch that I wear every day. Like if I don't have it on, it's because it died and I'm charging it yeah. or I forgot it. And I hate it when I forget it because I really like it to record my steps. I'm actually thinking of getting an Apple watch, even though I resisted just because now that I'm fully in the Apple ecosystem, I like my Garmin, but I'm not that much of an athlete. Yeah. But I need a lot of the features that it has. And I feel like the Apple Watch just makes more sense. Like it, I think it you'd would like work. it for that yeah, reason. I'm sure I would. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't use mine to the nth degree of its capabilities, but I appreciate that it exists. And I have gotten some cool bands for it over the years. And that's yeah. why I did include it as jewelry. I got one just for this birthday that I just had. 
um, that looks kind of like a leather band. It's not really leather. It's this pretty blue. So it does kind of call back to like the Swatch Watch days where you can mix it up for different looks. I think that that is a weakness of garments. I don't think their watches lend themselves well to looking like a stylish piece of, yeah, you know, of uh, adornment. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So thinking about it and I, I'll probably jump on the bandwagon about what, six years too late or yeah. something like that. So <laughs> that's me for you. Okay. So, well, what kind of jewelry do you sometimes wear? Okay. Well, I'll do two sometimes categories, like often sometimes and infrequently sometimes often sometimes would be necklaces. I usually put on a necklace most days that I'm like leaving the house and seeing people, but it's, it's something that's usually pretty light and delicate. So not always, but often with necklaces. Um, and then if I'm going out, like in the evening, I do have some different bracelets, like delicate layered, um, bracelets that I would put on both wrists and also some more fashion rings that we can get into in more detail later. So bracelets and rings are the occasional and necklaces are the often. Well, I do. I want to talk about rings because I feel like I must have like a, the ratio of my knuckle size to my finger size must be off or something because to get it over my knuckle, I often then find the ring is spinning around on my finger. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, Yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Um, for me, the sometimes wearing would be definitely necklaces, especially if I'm in like a necklace forward stage of life. Usually that means I have, I have actually disentangled all of my necklaces oh. and that they're in a place where I can access them. It's a big problem. We're going to talk about get we're, into we're, a little bit later put a pin in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Put a pin in that bracelets. I go through stages. I actually really love the look of a bracelet on my wrist. And sometimes, especially in the summer when I'm wearing a lot of dresses and short sleeves and sleeveless. I will think to grab one and put it on and then I kind of will forget about it for a really long time. And then, so I'd like, I'd like to work more bracelets into my rotation. Um, I also want all of my jewelry to work together better. And right now that I'm, that is not a strong place for me. So we'll talk more about that. Can as I well. just say something about bracelets real quick? Yeah. This is so funny, but when I see a fellow mom lady, well-dressed person in the world, who has a lot of cool bracelets and is like also like, let's say we're not out at a fancy event. They're just rocking a lot of bracelets in yes. their everyday mom life. I automatically think they're cool. I don't know yeah, why, I agree. but I'm like, yeah. man, she's got a lot of bracelets on and she's dropping her kids off at school. <laughs> I don't know why like, yeah, that, in my mind. And it took three seconds for her to put them on. And I, you know, I, for a while there, I had like all these really cool stretchy beaded bracelets that I just had like in a little dish next to my bed and I would just throw them on like every day. It literally yeah, took I, a second, I but it really them. did pull together a look. It does. And it like for some, I do think I have a bit of a sensory thing with stuff on my arms and wrists. Um, it reminds me a little bit of how like you need a ponytail holder. So it just in case you could put your hair yeah. up at any time. If I'm wearing a lot of bracelets, I want to be able to take them off. It's like I can wear them for short amounts of time. And I don't feel that way about earrings or necklaces, but bracelets, it feels like Oh, I got to get these off at some point. So maybe I just have more and other and the other cool ladies aren't like that. But if you're someone who just is wearing bracelets in the world, I think you're Sarah cool. thinks you're awesome. <laughs> so, OK, another question for you about this. Have you noticed my weird? Have we talked about my wrist knob? No, but everybody has a wrist knob, right? <laughs> my wrist knob is remarkably pronounced. And I didn't know that until someone pointed it out to me like five or six years ago. I don't remember who it was. Thank you very much to whoever that was. It was like, wow, you have a really big wrist bone. It's like, 
what? And now I compare my wrist knob to like everybody else's. Well, we've I never see. talked about this. I need to and see you in I person. I feel like mine is strangely bony and weird. And so I really like to wear a, um, like a cuff bracelet. It's very difficult. Interesting. There's no place it can go. That's comfortable. I have like a, you know, a quarter inch of knob sticking out. I feel that we need a visual for the for the listeners. If- I will have I will have Eric um, take a picture of my wrist knob later. <laughs> From a couple like the wrist knob profile is the most striking. Yeah, um, so. that is really interesting. <laughs> I have quite petite, slender wrists, which is funny because I do not have petite, slender ankles, and I always wish I did. But um, jewel or wrist jewelry, watches and stuff is often it looks bigger or clunkier on me than it's yeah. meant to. So that's my issue is that my wrists are kind of puny. Um, and, and sometimes stuff looks weird as, as a result. I think we're probably both being a little too hard on ourselves, but just so. these are weird little things that we've noticed. All right. So, um, well, let's talk about if there's any jewelry that we never or rarely wear. I mean, this is almost a joke, but I said ankles and or ankle bracelets and toe rings. The funny thing is I remember a time when ankle bracelets and toe rings were yeah. both really cool and I just never got it together enough to have, I like, and I have nice ankles. Yeah, you so do. I really remember thinking, oh, I wish I had like an anklet. Yeah. And then I just like never got one, I guess. I don't remember that ever being a thing, but especially in the late nineties, that was very, yeah. like the mid to late nineties, it was both were very cool. Yep. And I didn't really ever have either. Well, I will say no. I'm also never on either of those. Um, I but to expand the never, I never have gotten into necklaces that are longer than just like sitting right at your little not your collarbone, but what do you you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I never wear long necklaces um, and I never wear heavy earrings. I, I can wear large earrings, but they have to be feather light. I never, ever I will not wear earrings that pull on my ears or even seem to. So there was a stage, um, and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit anyway, but I'll just jump ahead now where I was wearing a lot of really big earrings. It was when I had really short hair and I felt like the earrings kind of replaced my hair. Like, honestly, when I put long dangly earrings in, it would make me look more feminine. Yeah, It would actually replace the look of hair. Uh, so I did the end the style. This would have been like 2012 through 20. Yeah. 16, something like that. The style was a lot of very big, heavy stuff. And I have a couple pair that every now and then I would wear out, but man, it was hard. Yeah. It was like, I don't like that feeling either. And I would also be really paranoid that somebody might, like, might catch on something. Yes, I hate like, that. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but also that was also the time when those long necklaces with like some kind of dangly tassel thing in the middle, I had several mm-hmm. like heavy, long necklaces I remember those. Yeah. that kind of go between your boobs. Mm-hmm. And that's bringing me to like another reference. Do you remember the movie Thoroughly Modern Millie? Uh, I remember the name of it. I don't know if I ever saw it. Is it, um, who's in it? It's Julie Andrews. Okay. No, so it. it's a flapper. I mean, it, it was then done on Broadway pretty recently. Okay. And I think that's probably a, a more recent reference for you. But the movie is maybe going back to the 60s or 70s. It's like okay. an older movie. Um, but so she's a flapper and there's a really funny scene where they're trying to dress her in like a long necklace, but it keeps getting caught over one of her boobs <laughs> because the flapper girls yeah. were supposed to like be really flat chested. And I want to go back and watch that scene again because I can't exactly remember how it played out, but it was very funny. Like it was like the the pearl, the long string of yeah. pearls with a knot. And yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think it had like a knot didn't hang uh-huh. correctly because of her. She was a woman, her woman form, her maiden (laughs) form. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So along those same lines, 
what kinds of style do you gravitate toward in, in any of those categories? And maybe it's the same across categories or maybe it's different in different categories. Yeah, I think in all categories, I have favored dainty and minimal in whatever and on trend. I, I do not pretend to have a jewelry style that's somehow separate or eclectic from what's on trend. I think I'm very influenced by like slightly boho leaning, um, natural looking on trend style and whatever jewelry is happening in that camp is probably what I'm going for. So yeah. it went at one point, it switched from silver to gold and rose gold was in for a while. So I'm always like loosely tracking that. I'm not running out to get like the, the latest thing. Um, but I'm whatever the like dainty and minimal version of what's trendy is, is tends to be where I gravitate the last few years. That's been almost all gold. I do like, um, a layered necklace look. I think they call that a story, right? <laughs> when you're building oh. a story and you're mm-hmm. with your necklaces back to the sensory thing, it can drive me a little crazy if they get tangled or if there's too much going on. But, um, you mentioned Ana Luisa, they are a jewelry brand we worked with as sponsors and we were gifted some very nice pieces. Um, and I have really leaned in on that kind of small dainty classic, but like one little element that's a little bit trendy. Um, so that's, that's kind of me. Yeah. Well, I, I have a very different style in my necklaces versus my earrings. And I, I'm trying to decide whether I'm okay with that or not. <laughs> so my necklaces are almost all dainty and small. And there's lots of reasons for that. I think they're a little more on trend than the big ones I was wearing for a while that I'm now kind of just not interested in wearing anymore. Like those big, heavy beaded yeah. ones that were like hanging down really low. Um, I like that you can, I feel like it's a little much to wear the kind of earrings that I wear with also big necklaces. So I wear a lot of dangly earrings and I probably wouldn't wear like a big dangly earring with uh, an equally large necklace. It just something. So it's like, you can kind of balance it out by going understated on the necklace and bigger on the earrings. And I wear a lot of large earrings. So my earrings tend to be like bigger. They're often nature inspired. So I have like earrings that are made from cork and wood and felt and, um, interesting stones and like copper, um, and like, you know, things like that. So, so I've got that going on. And then I have a lot of really cute little gold necklaces. Um, I have two different initial necklaces, one that's kind of big and the M is sort of big. Both were gifts, but I love them both. One is Mm -hmm. like the M is small and, and a little, like the font is fatter. I've got ones that are just like those Ana Luisa ones are just like the little balls. Like I've yeah. got some really nice, delicate gold necklaces and I think they work with my earrings. I'm just not a hundred percent sure. I feel like they would. I mean, I know your style pretty well and that would not flag me as like being wildly being off. off. Yeah. No, um, yeah. I wanted to add one more thing about the dainty necklaces is because you asked, like, has this changed over time? Something more recent that I am really liking is having a delicate necklace chain with no pendant at all. So no, no yeah. feature. And I don't think I ever was. I think I maybe I had a silver chain like a long time, like when I was like 13 or 14 that I just wore a chain. But otherwise, all of my necklaces have always had some little central feature, some, you know, ornamental thing yeah. that hangs. But I'm actually really liking, um, I have a couple of different gold, gold chains. Makes it sound That's a very large. trend look, isn't it? Yeah, Just it must like be. A, yeah. I, I probably was yeah, influenced without knowing it. But um, I really like that. And I, it, yeah. it's funny that it never, I never 
was into that before. Well, and then you don't have to worry that it's not like hanging right or twisted or, you know, that's just like, it's just a little touch of adornment, which I like. I'll also mention that when I was, when my hair was really, really short, I really didn't wear a lot of small earrings. Like it just wasn't as much the style. I might sometimes, like I stole on accident those um, yellow flowers from I'm you. I'm wearing them right now, actually. Are you really? Oh, Man, yeah. I love those earrings. I, know, I wish I, think I had of those you, back. You had them for like a year, like a really long time. Maybe during COVID when we didn't see each other for oh, a year maybe. and a half. So then my hair wouldn't have been as short, but I wore a lot of, like if I was going to wear, a, a, if I was going to wear a small earring when I had short hair, it had to be something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it had to be, because it's got some look to it. Yeah, you know, it it's not just it's like a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now that my hair is longer, though, I feel like I can get away with almost any kind of earring. So I do wear danglies, but often if it's just a day when I'm like out and about, I don't want to deal with like a hoop getting caught in my yes. hair when I'm trying to put it up. So I will just wear a really small, delicate earring. And that is much more than I than I used to. Yeah. Well, okay. One more question in this sort of theme. And that is, do you change up your jewelry daily or do you wear like tend to wear the same pieces over and over? And for me, I will kind of get in a groove where I'm wearing like the same earrings every single day for a week or two weeks. Then I switch and I'm wearing like the next pair for one or two weeks. Um, or I'll have like my daily earrings and then my going out earrings, mm-hmm. which can mean anything from, you know, going to the grocery store to like actually going out, going out. Um, I don't know if I've ever shared the story on the podcast. I think I've told you, Sarah, that when Clara was really little, maybe four, she saw me putting on earrings one day and started crying. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, those are your going out earrings. So she knew I was getting ready to leave. And she was right. They were totally my going out earrings. Yeah. It's funny what kids nailed it. Yeah, she knew. Um, So this is an interesting thing to think about of like the switching it up. What I think happens to me is I get into a phase of a rotation of three or four pairs of earrings. Most of the time there's, they're small studs, um, and two or three necklaces. And then I rotate pretty haphazardly based on my mood. Like, what am I going to put on today? So I don't get stuck in one, but I get stuck in probably two or three or four. And what happens is I will sometimes really forget about other jewelry pieces that I really like. And they're not it's not like they're for special occasions. They would make for great everyday pieces. And I just, they like fall off the rotation. Um, I just found a pair of earrings in a little to go, like a little cosmetics bag, like a travel bag. And that will often, when I unpack from a trip, if they're small studs, they'll get tucked down in a, a makeup bag and I will, they'll live there until I go on the next trip. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, like you again. And so the rotations will get infused with new life for some reason every few months, but I'm, I'm pretty pattern oriented, but not loyal to just one. It's more like a small rotation. Well, and I will also say that for me, it often, it depends on like what I'm doing a lot. So I'll kind of get in routines where I'm taking my earrings off more in the bathroom at night because, and I do have like a little dish, I'll put them in there. And then sometimes I gravitate towards taking them off in my bedroom, which is like a different little dish. Or sometimes I'm just like in a really tired stage of life and I'm taking them off in bed and putting them next to my bed. Uh, And so Sometimes it's truly like, oh, there they are. And I just grab what's there and put them on. It's such second nature for me. I'm not giving it a whole lot of thought. Yeah. And I think that's how I wind up in the same. Yeah. I'm also going back and forth between my house and Eric's a lot, which yeah. creates, because then whatever earrings I go in are the ones I leave in. Yeah. And I don't often think to go home and change them just to keep things interesting. Yeah. yeah. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. 
I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right, Sarah. Well, let's talk about um, jewelry trends. (laughs) We touched a little bit on this at the beginning. So are there any jewelry trends that you feel like you don't understand or maybe you're like missing out on or or you're not even sure if what you're wearing is still like okay to wear. (laughs) Well, can we talk for a second about multiple ear piercings? Because this has gone in large swings over the years. And I was an early adopter in multiple ear piercings. I went all the way up. I had four on one side and three on the other when I was a teen and early twenties. And I really enjoyed that. I never did the, like the way up high on your ear cartilage, but I had lots of different ear piercings. And then I let them close. And now I do feel like this is back a little bit. I'm probably oversimplifying. I'm sure it never all the way went away or it probably came back and went away like three times that I didn't notice because I had a bunch of little kids. But when I see somebody with um, an interesting ear story of like a cuff and a couple of um, additional piercings, I actually have like a kind of FOMO and I don't think that was really what you meant by this question, but it's like, I don't know how to get back on that train. I, um, in the, a couple of years ago in the pandemic, I'm sure you remember this. I re I tried to repair some of my, um, secondary holes and I actually successfully did. And I wore earrings in there for like, a, like a while, like two or three weeks, but they just like, they kind of hurt. And like the swelling never went down from my bad job of 
shoving stuff in there. So I don't know this. I feel like a little bit of FOMO because I would like to get back on that train, but it feels overwhelming. And I, I don't know if I care enough. So I'm missing out. Well, I am also always, because I'm an earring person who have, I used to have double holes and I had a, uh, a cartilage higher up, you know, higher up. And they both have, they've been grown in for decades now. Um, but I'm an earring person. And so I've always got my ear on, like you said, interesting earring stories, ear stories. I, I feel like once the holes are there for some people, they're just there. Like not everyone's are going to grow in. And I suppose if you have the holes, you're probably going to fill the holes, especially if you feel weird about how they look without earrings. So I, I wonder sometimes if, when we see people with those interesting looking combinations, and I've seen even ones where like, some are like, like there's an earring on one side and not on the other or like, yeah, just all kinds of stuff. Sometimes I wonder, are they doing that because that's their chosen look or they, do they feel like roped in now? You got a hole. Um, So you got to put something in it. Yeah. 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 And like I had friends, um, young, slightly younger friends than me who did went in with like the gauges and things like that. And now that it's been 10 years, I'm like, how do they feel about their ear holes? I don't know because I, I didn't, like I was sort of old, on the old side yeah. for thinking about my ear holes as something I could manipulate to that degree. My mom would have would have been yeah. very upset with yeah. me had I done anything like that to my ear holes. I think I just kind of internalized that. And so now I'm just so curious, like, are there people out there who did gauges and now really wish they never had to wear earrings, but they're just, well, mm-hmm. here I kind of am. Yeah. So I don't know. I have seen recently a few people who have really interesting, like little series of studs like big big at the um at the bottom hole and then smaller and smaller going quite far up and I'm so curious if they just did that yeah or if they've been carrying it around for a long time I guess I just probably won't know I just have to make peace with like like it's like tattoos like there are tattoos I see and I'm like what would it be like to be that person who has a sleeve I don't think that's going to be me so I just kind of have to make peace with the fact that that's not going to be the way I endure in my body most likely. Yeah. But my sister has, I think both of her arms are completely sleeved from oh, like yeah. Yeah. wrist all the way up to her shoulder. And I think it's really cool. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah. I'm glad you did that, but I probably won't. It's a yeah. curiosity thing, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I guess to answer the the question myself about like jewelry trends, I feel like I'm often a little behind on those things. Like I don't feel like I ever got around to like the statement necklaces, like the big baubles yeah. or the we were talking um, about this the yeah, other day, not the on the podcast. Like, are, yeah. What, what would you say those are like the, um, not ceramic, enamel, the enamel yes. ones. I never got around to those. And I remember thinking like, that's a really cool look. Like at a conference, if you have a, mm-hmm. you know, a simple shift dress or something that really gives it a whole thing. And yes. then I just never got around to it. I've never really gotten around to really um, like pearls and like really classic look. And I feel like that is something that can look really nice at the right outfit. I just don't. Maybe I just don't dress up enough. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you probably, you like to be a bit more whimsical too with some of your jewelry and some of those, um, like the classic look is probably, there's only 365 days a year. You're probably right. not going to like switch right. between a pearls and Tiffany inspired look and uh, artsy eclectic. Like you're just going to gravitate to where you gravitate, but it's like, right. yeah, it's a, it's a, a life not lived, a jewelry life not lived. All right. Well, let's get into the logistics. Um, how do you store your jewelry? And then do you have pain points around jewelry storage or just jewelry in general? Yeah. Okay. I went into this question thinking I was going to 
be a little smug and be like, it's all working pretty well. And then the more, the more I think about it and picture it in my mind's eye, there's some opportunities for improvement. (laughs) So you mentioned having a little dish where you take off your earrings in the bathroom, I think. And I have the same, we might even still be using the same dish. Yes. Yes, From FabFitFun. Um, a pretty little dish where I set my studs, my small earrings, and sometimes a necklace. I will also sometimes put just like a necklace chain on there. That works really well for that kind of everyday rotation that I was talking about. I will say a small pain point is there's at least two different earrings, orphan earrings, where the the pair went away somewhere. It's stuck in a makeup bag or it fell on yeah. the floor and I, I can't get rid of them. There's one in particular that I loved. We got in that boutique when we went to in Wicker Park in Chicago. And it's a like a flat green square stone. And I have not seen the other one in like a year, but I keep not throwing it away just in case it's it's pair appears. Yeah. Um, but the dish works well for that in just off my bathroom. There's a little counter and I have a really pretty necklace tree. It's like shaped like a tree with little branches. And I'm really organized about hanging my delicate chains on that tree. And I will also hang I have a couple bracelets that work well to hang from there. And it, it works well. It's organized. I can always find what I need. Things are not tangled. So that's good. And next to that, I have another little jewelry tree that I use for dangly earrings. And I don't have a huge collection of dangly earrings. I maybe have like four pairs that I wear ever. Um, so it's smaller, but those three things work really well where, where the pain points are is Um, items that I don't wear very often, including some bracelets and some earrings that I would say are like fancier. They're not very expensive, but like a dressier look. And I have all these little like bowls and dishes and boxes and things are, things are put in different places, which means I forget that I have stuff. Um, there are some things that are either like white gold or things that get a little tar- I always forget which metals will, will, I guess it's silver actually that, silver gets, that gets a tarnish. Yeah. Um, so I have like a nicer, um, kind of charm chain bracelet thing that I hardly ever wear, but then it's mixed in with really cheap old stuff. So I, what I feel like is the storage and organization on the everyday stuff is like a, a minus, like a solid, like a good grade. And then after that, it really falls apart. And I forget that I have stuff and it'll be like a, a nicer event. And I'll be like, wait, don't I have this cool pair of earrings or like, where's that one bracelet that's really high end or whatever. So I need a better solution for those things. How about you? I have a solid C, C, okay. C. I'm not even going to give myself a C plus. It's like a C okay. on jewelry, uh, jewelry storage. I have too many different places where I put things, but like no one really good place. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, the, the dish I mentioned in the bathroom, actually, I, um, I live like in an, a little mid-century house and it, there's like an old fashioned soap. Yes. Like, yeah. Boat bar soap dispenser. That would be my, my, um, if I disrobe in there and take mm-hmm. off my earrings in there, that's where they go. I have three different tr- no, four different, I'm looking at several of them right now. I have the same dish you and I have that little marble one with the yeah, gold edges great. from FabFitFun. That's like up on one of my shelves. I've got um, another nice little dish that I think, I don't know, I've had for a long time. A bigger like silver dish that I got, I think at an antique store or something. And then my grandma had this mirror. Maybe it was my mom's. I can't, my mom had one and my grandma, I got one of them. It's like a gilt edged oval mirror. Okay. They always used it 
as a jewelry tray. I don't know that that's, it might oh, be supposed so, to be hung on the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. But my mom always used hers as a jewelry tray. Okay. So that's just what I've done. And very like, it looks very 40s or 50s to me. And maybe, maybe 50s, 60s. Anyway, I have stuff in there. And I got another Fab Fit Fun thing that we both got was that zippered case. Yeah, I think of that as more travel. And I have it used is. it if I'm traveling with a lot of jewelry, but that hasn't happened it's in a while. It's really nice for keeping necklaces from, from getting tangled. The problem is if you use something for travel, then you have to make a point of when you get home taking it all out or yeah. you forget you have it. Yeah. And I have one other tin that's like, luck, it's like lucky brand. I have no idea what came in this tin, but I also use that for a long time for travel. So okay. I have like seven different things that I can put jewelry in. The result is that I usually have a pair of earrings on hand that I can just quickly grab and put on. And I always know where my ring is. That's the, that's where I have the C and not an F. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the, bringing the average up. That's bringing the average way up. Now, what's really hard is that I have multiple necklaces that are hopelessly tangled because I've kept them in something that doesn't keep them from tangling. Yeah. And the minute you travel, I, I feel like it's air travel, like juggles everything around. Yeah, yeah. And it ends up like a terrible mess. Right before I went to Hawaii, I went through the effort of separating out like four necklaces and then got to Hawaii with two of them and they were knotted. <laughs> together again they'd gotten they'd gotten intimate with each I'm other like, what are they the... doing there <laughs> they, like seriously so that's a problem because then if I want to wear a necklace it takes me a long time and then you'll get little knots and it's not yeah. good for the necklace I know that so I feel like what I need to do is probably dump everything on my bed and first of all just get rid of a bunch of stuff there are things in my jewelry that I have just outgrown that I feel a little weird about but aren't my style anymore yeah and I, I don't have to keep it like it, I can get rid of it just like I'm good about getting rid of clothes. Yep. I can do the same with with accessories. Um, I need to make sure the backs that I'm using. We'll talk about this in a, in a minute. But one of my issues is that I don't think all my earrings have the correct backs, which I think yeah. makes them I'm easily the losable. Uh -huh. um, and I'm also carrying around one earring that was my grandma's that she gave me for my wedding. And I lost one of them at some point. And they were just these teeny little studs with like their little flower with a little tiny diamond in them. I've been carrying them around for like the, the one around for like 20 years because uh -huh. I can't bear to get rid of it. Even though I know for a fact the other one is gone, gone, gone. So I need to just judiciously go through, get rid of stuff. I need to get some hooks or something, a tree of some sort mm -hmm. to hang my necklaces. The tree is great. I, I. Yeah. Totally recommend the tree. And I, mine was not expensive or anything. I don't I mean. I, and I just need to have fewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that leads me to my next question, which I'm going to have fun answering. Do you have any quirks when it comes to jewelry? And mine is that I have, I seem to have an expiration date with earrings. And it's really weird how this plays out. I will wear the same pair of earrings for a very, very long time. But I don't know that I ever make it past three years with the same pair of earrings before one gets lost. It's almost like on the third year in one day. Yeah. They just decide to like bolt out of my ears. Now, sometimes it's much sooner. I actually just yesterday lost my hoop earring that I bought with you when you when in Chicago. Yeah. The same when you were just talking about. I have no idea what happened. I was out. It was like these really cool kind of reddish brown. Yeah, I saw them on you on a Zoom um, call or on, oh, on your Sunday morning tea. I was like, you just yes, wore those. Yes, I've been I wearing just, them a lot yeah. lately and I had them on yesterday. And when I got home, one of them wasn't on me anymore. I went to Clara's orchestra concert. I have no, I, I wouldn't even be able to begin backtracking. Probably I took my coat off and it got bumped or something. Um, 
So at some point, it's like all earrings are temporary, no matter how much I love them. And honestly, no matter how good a care I take care of them, yeah. at some point, one will go missing. They've just, they have had their lifespan. They've had their they're, time with yeah. me and now they're done with yeah. me and they, they exit. I'm so picturing, all, I'm picturing like all of the orphan earrings, like somewhere, you know, like the Island of Misfit Toys or like yes, the places where socks go. That's what I feel go. like they yeah. all found each other yeah. somehow. I hope so. Cause man, there was a lot of earrings I really loved and that I feel like I took pretty good care of. It's not that they just, they just made their way out of my ears. Yeah. How about you? Any quirks? Well, I mentioned this earlier, but my, I do, I'm not crazy about the way my primary piercings look when they don't have earrings in. Cause they're both a little bit more like a line because they got stretched out when I wore heavy yeah. earrings in like 1989 when I was a kid <laughs> and they'd get infected. So then I was wearing oh, heavy earrings yeah. while infected. So anyway, life regrets. Um, because of that, I am a bit quirky about the shape and the position of studs that I put in my ears. Like there's really cute ones out now that are like a little gold bar. I have one. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you got them from Ana Luisa. Yeah, I think I did, I did actually. They're tiny. They're the ones very that are tiny. Itty bitty. Yeah. Yes. And I love that look so much. But if I were to wear those, I would actually have to position it so that the bar is kind of covering what is so like the, the hole doesn't mm -hmm. envelop and like, yes. Yeah. Or like the hole is already like a line down. So I have to yeah. position it so that the earring is also like covering the whole thing. That's less quirky and more just a little like self-consciousness I have. Similarly, if there is like a, that's why I don't wear heavy earrings too, because I yeah. just, I won't wear anything that's going to pull on that already kind of stretched out situation. All right. Well, last question, Sarah, where do you typically shop for jewelry? And would you say it's more a planned purchase? Like, oh, I could really use some new earrings or more impulsive. So. I will mention a couple specific things. Lucky, uh, the clothing store, and I have had a long relationship with impulsive earring purchases. Lucky is like, it's their jewelry is very affordable, I think. I mean, like, it's very possible to get. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of shopping at Claire's when I was 12. Oh. Yeah. Because they often have like a set like of studs pair. where you're getting like six <laughs> pairs of earrings. And I feel like yeah. a kid again. I'm like, I got six pairs of earrings for $12 or something. Um, and maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's $35, but you're getting multiple pairs. And I still wear a lot of studs that I have always found their, their earrings interesting, but still petite and dainty and classic. So I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. I never hear anybody else raving about lucky jewelry, but it's a real go-to for me. Less so on not on my radar, but I like all their shoes. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, less so on necklaces. Although I have a couple necklaces from there. Their necklaces tend to be like bigger and more statementy, um, and yeah. that's less my style. But great earrings at Lucky. Um, Ana Luisa, we've both mentioned. I think we should link up. Um, they have. I really like the pieces that I got from them, and I'm still wearing them several years later. I will say, anytime you're shopping online for dainty jewelry. It's very confusing. Just the other day, um, Katie on our team sent us a link to some Kendra Scott styles because we were looking at something for work. Yeah. And I was like, I can't tell because I think this stuff is going to be tiny and delicate. But when they show it on the website, they, they understandably, they want to show all the details. So it looks huge. I remember thinking Ana Luisa stuff was going to be much bigger based on how it looked on the website. And then I'm like, oh, it's so tiny and dainty. So that is a challenge if you're going for tiny and dainty and detailed and shopping only online, which is why I do think that like 
stores and boutiques in person make for easier selection. Um, right. I do think I'm more impulsive because I'm, I'm very rarely like, I'm going to go out and look for this kind of a necklace. Um, I would either get something as a gift or I impulsively purchase it like at a lucky or at a boutique. Um, that boutique we went to in Chicago had great jewelry. Um, in this stage of my life, there's a very specific like window of prices that it's funny. It like, if it's less than like 70 bucks, say, I feel like, oh, this is grown up jewelry, but it's not like, it's not like big decision jewelry. And so, um, I no longer need everything to be, you know, 1099 necessarily, but if it's in the like 25 to 65 range, I think, oh, this is probably like a decent quality piece that I'll wear for a few years. Um, and maybe like it's artisan designed or whatever. That was very rambly, but no, but it answered all my questions. Okay. Um, the only, so I am almost 100% um, in person and I'm almost 100% impulse. Mm-hmm. The only exceptions would be, there's been a few times that I thought, man, I really need earrings because all of my earrings have made it past their expiration date and they've all run off and I've got nothing to put in my ears. So there are times I will go out looking for earrings, but most of the time it's like, I just happen to be in a place that has yeah. jewelry that I like. I buy a lot from the fair trade store in my town. Um, Mata traders. I interviewed the founder on my, um, on my podcast because I have so many of their pieces and I also have one tattooed on my body. <laughs> like oh, right. I just, yeah. yeah, I literally had one of their earrings turned into a tattoo because I liked it so much and it was just the perfect size for my little, my little tattoo experiment. But, um, the, the look of those earrings, it's like, I kind of know what I'm getting. Like, I just know, I just know I'm going to like stuff. And I also really love to buy jewelry when I'm traveling because yes, so I often, agree it just kind of reflects the place that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, like those Chicago earrings, those yep. were very Chicago. I also buy a lot of jewelry in Northern Michigan and it often has like some Northern Michigan call out to, it's like made from maybe copper from the UP or yeah. um, there's a, a large American Indian presence up there. So it's often beaded in a really cool way. So like, there's just, I, I like that feeling of like, there's a little sense of place when I purchase it and then it's small, it's easy to pack or you wear it out. Right. Yep. So I just like that. And I like the idea of just going in and supporting. I agree. Um, artisans in different places. I have occasionally shopped for jewelry on like Etsy. I think places like Ana Luisa do make it really easy because you can see like they have good pictures and yeah. you can, it's not risky jewelry. It's the kind that it's going to look basically the way you expect. Right. on the website. Like I said, smaller, <laughs> or at but least small. that was well, me. Right. Like, You're right. yeah, daintier, it's, but yes, it's like bl- blown up size, uh-huh. but it is, I was very surprised by the daintiness of one of the little balls that I got. Yeah. If I, if I had cavernous earring holes, yeah. they would threaten to overcome these little tiny dainty balls. But, um, I was thinking when you were talking about lucky, like the last time that I did that sort of retail earring or even any kind of jewelry shopping, it's been so long but I used to do a lot of that at express and banana Republic, Um, Mm -hmm. especially express when I was going out a lot and I was wearing a lot of that kind of jewelry. And now like, it just wouldn't occur to me. I just think my life is different. Like I just have grown into a different style now. Um, I was also thinking about in the mid two thousands, a lot of the, the blogger conferences would have a jewelry sponsor and they were often those like teeny little kid initial, you know what I mean? It would have like your kid's birth date or, whatever. And I have some of those that 
And I couldn't even tell you why. They just haven't stood the test of time. They're, they still technically check a lot of the same boxes yeah. as the ones that I got from like Ana Luisa that I still, I feel like are still on trend, but for some reason they don't work anymore. And I don't know why. I know what you mean. And that reminded me, there was one that was, um, uh, people were having jewelry parties for this yeah. one and you put things, or something. No, one? this one, it was like a round medallion that hung on a long chain. So you oh. lost me there because I never wore long necklaces, but you would choose things to go in it that, oh. that were like significant to you. And it was, um, it like, then they kind of rattled around. Like it was like a, not like a snow globe. It was flat. I think I know what you're you know talking, what I'm talking about. about? Like so a kaleidoscope. Like, I, I think I know what you're talking about. If you picture about. like an Olympic medal or something, but make it clear, it was smaller than that, but it, it had thickness to it because that they would put stuff in it that would then like rattle around and be decorative. And it was like beads in the color of your kid's birthstones. Someone listening, maybe sold jewelry for them. I do think it was, um, some kind of multi-level marketing, um, situation and people were selling those necklaces and it was big when I was in Scottsdale in like the 2010 era. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of Pandora bracelets. And I just wonder if that's right. still, I feel like that's, I mean, that was even older than, mm-hmm. well, they were marketed, I believe, toward women older than me at the time. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they've changed up their marketing. Yeah. I have, they haven't been on my radar in a long time. Yeah. But just that, like, it's kind of like a charm. It's kind yes. of like a, it's, it's a, a it's expensive piece of, you, yeah. like the base piece is not cheap, but then you can customize it and you can reflect your kids through it and all this stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, that was never, never, I never got into that. Me neither. Much. I never did too. But I, I want to second um, picking things up while you're traveling. When you were talking about that, that's definitely something I have gotten more into over the years. And it also made me wonder, you didn't put this question in your outline, but I'm going to ask it of you. How are you at receiving jewelry as gifts, specifically from romantic partners? Ooh, ooh, very good question. Uh, okay. From friends? From no, friends well, who are women? Okay. Well, let me just okay. answer differently. Okay. From friends who are women, yay! Mm-hmm. They almost always do an amazing job. I agree. I've gotten great jewelry <laughs> from friends. I know friends. where you're going with this, yes. From significant others? Hit or miss? Here's the funny thing. My ex-husband still gives me jewelry. Well, the kids pick it. I'm putting the yeah. kids in quotes. The kids pick it out. Um, But it's like my birthday gift. I can tell he took Claire out of the store he knows I like. And got me a pair of jewelry and jewelry. Yeah. It's often jewelry that I would maybe have chosen myself, yeah. but it's kind of like a little bit of a gimme. He knows the store, but yeah. I like that store. And that store does not have that much variety. Right. Almost anything you walk out of, I'm going to like from yeah. that store. If I were to send, have sent him out into the wild when we were married or anybody else I've dated or Eric or anybody, I just have a feeling the results would not be like, there would have to be a lot of guidance. Yes. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. I've gotten some pieces from close girlfriends that I love and it feels like a store. Like, again, it's like, oh, these are what so-and-so picked out for me. Um, From Brian, it's not that he's had some, he's had some real hits over the years at a few misses. It's not even so much, do I like the jewelry he picks out for me? It's more that I think I want to pick out my own jewelry most of the time. And if he's going to get something for me, I think there's a perception that it's going to be special or higher end. But the truth is I don't often go for a lot of really special or higher end jewelry. I'd rather 
go to Lucky and get yes. a 12 pack of earrings. Do you know what I mean? So yep. there have been some very sweet and sentimental jewelry gifts that I have loved. And there've been some where it's like, okay, yes. And sure. And, but like, He's a really good gift giver. I'm just not sure jewelry is the category that makes sense for him to gift to me. I'm I'm having flashbacks of early marriage being gift gifted, not in the same year. One was like maybe two years in a row. We must have been flush with money. I don't remember. <laughs> um, one of those diamond, those rings that's got like a like the wire goes back and forth, and then there's like diamonds sort of scattered. Yeah. It. Oh yes. Do you know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? Know. Those were yeah. very trendy for a little while, and then a really pretty bracelet like a tennis bracelet with little delicate little um things held together like little flowers with a diamond in each held together by very delicate gold and I want to say at that time I had like four small children one was a baby one was a toddler and I remember just being like wow thanks however (laughs) I can't where this ring is so big it catches on the children like it hurts them yeah, I'm wounding yeah. my children with this necklace or with this um ring and then the bracelet broke like really fast yeah, yeah. And I wasn't going out anywhere it's not like yeah. I was going to fancy parties where I would dress up like that so then I'd try to wear it just normally and that also didn't work and yeah. I felt weird like they were just in this they were just in a box I never tore I never wore them I actually ended up selling the ring um Cause I like later, like yeah. after the divorce, yeah. I sold it cause it was worth more in gold than, than it was worth to me. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I don't always think, I think that men can be very good gift givers and have good taste and still not quite get us when it comes to what we want. Yeah. And, and in men's defense, um, the story they've been sold about picking right. out a piece of jewelry for your special lady is pretty one dimensional. Like it's yes. pretty, it's, so it almost, it's like they they lose their mind a little bit about they really probably do know you and do want to pick out something you'd like. But then it's like the marketing messages are it's have the been marketing so that consistent you're going to love so that, long yes, that like that every kiss begins with, the, with K. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, that they lose yes. their, they forget, they forget how well they really do know you and your style because it's just, or it's confusing. Maybe out they there. think that you haven't had the opportunity. Yeah. Like, I really think that's what they sell men on uh-huh. like that that your wife won't ever go buy this for herself. Right. Um, So this is your way to pamper her with, and I've thought about that. Like at some point in my life, is there a place for like a really nice right hand ring that's got, you know, like a Ruby in it or something? Of course there is. Is there a time in my life where I might really want a nice, nice pair of diamond studs? Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. there is that time in my life. Was it the time that I think that that was being marketed? Like when I was 32, To my husband, no, that was not the time frame. Right, right. to have those. those You're like, things. can we please, you know, fix the the leaky faucet? That's right, what I would exactly. be. I'm so practical. I'm like, <laughs> right. no, no, no. Like, I can tell you 18 other places that we should spend this money. Right. Oh man. Um. Well, I'm gonna say that we are more alike than unalike on jewelry. After I this conversation, right. I think we have a lot of similarities, and you just wear more dangly earrings than I do. But besides that, I think we could be um old jewelry friends to get we could share a jewelry box in our um elderly and and I would like for you to take a photo of your jewelry setup because it sounds like you're doing a good job and I'm going to take a photo of my wrist knob um, and send it (laughs) to you because I want you to I want you to be with me on this okay must see the wrist knob
Okay, well, thank you for bringing me along for this ride, Megan. And on Tuesday, um, you are not here with me. I am here with uh, Katie Goldner, who works on our team. We're going to be talking about planning Disney trips because Katie just planned one within an inch of her family's life. I have many questions for her and some of my own Disney thoughts. So I know this is an oft-requested topic from our listeners. We're going to have fun talking about planning for Disney coming up on Tuesday. And then, Megan, you and I will be together a week from then. Yeah, well, I guess I will take a break for a week, and I will talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening to The Mom Hour. Everything we talked about in today's episode is available at themomhour.com. And hey, while you're there, you can find more than 500 podcast episodes, plus articles, playlists, and resources about motherhood and parenting at every stage. And if you like today's episode, we'd love it if you would take a minute to share the show with another mom in your life. You can also find us on Instagram at The Mom Hour, chatting and interacting with listeners between episodes. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.